Hi. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm kind of getting over a cold, so hopefully I don't have too much um, vocal fry. No, vocal fry is good. That's funny. The last guest that just came on asked me, are you used to having, are you used to listening to your own voice now with all these podcasts? And I thought, yeah, there's no cringe happening anymore. I, cause I enjoy my vocal fry. Mm-hmm. And I guess since I've been listening to so many episodes that I have to edit, it's completely fine by now. But when we were chatting back and forth and you said that you listened to the show in the car, I thought, mm-hmm. damn, people are listening to the show in the car. That's amazing. Yeah, I have listened to the show um, in my car, but yeah, I definitely want to get to the point that you're at because I think like most people, I hate hearing my voice. Like it makes me so um, nervous, but this is a good exercise. It's a good exercise. I'm all also, I used to hate my the sound of my own voice. I was always nervous about it. And the only time I could like hear it, obviously it was in the shower, but now... I'm just so used to it. I don't I don't mind it. Yeah, I it must I don't know. I I know I have some friends that have like terrible voices to be honest with you. <laughs> like Minji, no, I'm just you kidding. To someone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, cuz you're not the first person to tell me that they've listened to the show in the car, which is great. I just hope that nothing happens like an accident or anything like that. Then it'll be your fault. That it will be my fault. Yeah, that's the end of wear many hats. <laughs> I'm in like someone's State Farm insurance policy claim. Yeah. They're like, I was listening to the wear many hats podcast when this happened. Rashad was there. I wasn't there. But it was your fault still. But it was still my fault. What kind of car do you drive? Okay, I mm-hmm. don't. I, this was misleading. I do not have my own car. Okay. But, but I borrow cars very often. Me too. From people. And then I just say it's my car. And then I go Ooh, on trips and drive it. I love that. I do that all the time too. Even with a rental. Yeah. I'm like, this is my, this is my car now. <laughs> this is my car now. Did you hear about... California right now is, I mean, everywhere in the world, crime is like really bad, but specifically California, everyone's like looting, going wild. And there was this TikTok video of this girl who was moving to somewhere in Asia. This white chick was moving to Asia. This already, the story was just a downfall right when it began, but she was like stopping in and out to get food and someone came in the in and out and said, yo, someone's Jeep is getting robbed right now. And it was hers. <laughs> and it turns out she was like, no, not the rental. <laughs> and so it's a, it was a, a rental. And it's just, you kind of feel bad because the robbers took everything, including her passport. So now she can't, you know, travel, but at the same time, it was the rental, and all I kept thinking was like, "Damn, I have so many friends that have also gotten into, into like rental issues with like 
you know, yeah. even if it's like an accident or whatever. And like, what do you do, you know? Yeah, I would be the one to get my rental robbed because I feel like when I rent a car, like <laughs> even if I have it like for two or three days, like it looks like that's been my car for years. Like mm-hmm. I have like clothes everywhere. Like mm-hmm. I have like shit on the floor uh-huh. and like a bunch of empty cans. So that would be me. Like they would be like, that girl has some shit. Let's roll. That girl has some shit. Yeah, you're, I'm, when I lived in Philly, I had a couple cars and I used to use the term, I live out in my car, but I really didn't. I did have a place, but everyone would love to say, yeah, I live out in my car, but it's like not as bad as actually living out of your car. What are you carrying around in your rental? Are you like doing your art stuff? Oh my gosh, like not even. It's like <laughs> so unwhimsical. Like it's literally just like, yeah, maybe I'm even like going to Philly, mm-hmm. like um, maybe like Long Island, some like like mundane ass trip. But then mm-hmm. somehow like I still look like that car is mine. Like I've lived here, even though I've only had it for two days. So nothing cute in the car. Nothing cute. Just in the like car. hands food like wawa sandwiches like that that's all <laughs> speaking my language i did not know you knew about wawa i'm from jersey so of course Let's i know about go. <laughs> okay so the typical jersey question is it north jersey or south jersey i'm the north jersey girl okay you know? north jersey girl whereabouts um i'm from i'm gonna be like really vague let's do it it. i'm from the oranges so the um, oranges not even i know what that is (laughs) yeah like there's like east orange oh just orange okay south orange but i don't want to say which orange no 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 no, no. (laughs) oh is it because like there's there's no reason i'm just Oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, because, you know, I mean, to all our Jersey heads out there or non-Jersey heads, Jersey is different. Like, North Jersey, South Jersey. I've been all up and down Jersey. I'm not from, obviously, Jersey, but, like, Jersey is one of those interesting states. It's so, like, it feels like you're in a different state. Like, Mm -hmm. South Jersey versus North Jersey, even like central Jersey. Uh And like, I so passionately try to convey this to people. Like, I'm I'm a Jersey girl. I'm proud. Like, I feel like a lot of people from Jersey, like, they'll move to New York and then they're like, oh, yeah, like, I know it sucks. Like, whatever. (laughs) I'm like, like, it does not suck. So I try to convey to everyone. Yeah. I'm like, there's such good food. Mm -hmm. Like, um, all the neighborhoods are so different. I think a lot of, Jersey is like comparable to Queens, so I just tell people that I'm like, it's like Queens, this is like Queens, I swear. <laughs> no, because I went to go see Death Cat for Cutie and the Postal Service the other day at the Garden, and basically tapping into my youth, it was really, really strange. And when I told my friend that, they said to me, "Were you like living your Garden State life?" And I thought. Garden State, Zach Brath, like, you don't usually think about that type of jersey, you know? (laughs) So, Zach Brath is actually from my town, so Garden State was filmed in the town. 
that I'm from like a shot of like my high school is like in Garden State but Death Cab is Jersey vibes like I was supposed to go to that show uh-huh. um like this postal service one then I ended uh-huh. up not because like I've just been like fucking sick for the past mm. week um but yeah not only Garden State but I saw them too like in Jersey like 10 years ago like no in Camden. Way. um so I was like I want to relive my Jersey vibes but yeah I didn't get to go was it good Oh, it was sick. It, it was sick, but also at the same time weird because I just thought of my youth, you know, and all the things that I used to do back then. I, I also saw Death Cab a long time ago in Philly, and it was a really good time. But that was, I was so young and stupid and cool. But all I kept thinking about, at the show was this is crazy but i'm a huge merch head and i i work Mm -hmm. in merchant merchandising and so i remember buying death cab merch a long time ago and remembering that all of the merch was printed on true american apparel blanks i don't know if you're familiar with american apparel back then yeah so i I love American Apparel back then so much. I loved when all my friends were modeling it. I I just like, I love those days. And I loved wearing all the different color tees. And I couldn't believe that, yeah, that was like the time where merch was so good and printed on great blanks. And I just remember I used to buy a bunch of Death Cab merch. I don't have it anymore. And it just felt so good on my body. And then when I saw the merch there, I was like, this is terrible. And then, <laughs> and then watching the postal service. Okay. Yeah, it came out 20 years ago when we were so young. It's really corny. <laughs> it's really <laughs> corny music. I I was watching, I was like, this is so corny. I mean, Jenny Lewis is phenomenal queen. Ben Gibbard king i'm very surprised they're not married but yeah i'm missing his like zoe de chanel marriage era though me too that was it it sucks because i was watching reruns of i don't know why i can remember the theme song where all they say is like who's that girl also it's funny because i feel like like i'm gen z so i feel like even though like this is like close to my heart like my resonance for this I feel like it's like completely different than yours uh-huh. like <laughs> I was thinking about this like why was I like on the playground like listening to like soul meets body like that's weird that is so weird also the show's called <laughs> the show's called new girl and okay um, yes when she's with like those boys in the apartment right know? right and 500 days of summer I watched that religiously and she she was the it girl but it turns out in interviews, she says that she's like not that type of person in real life. And it shows. I mean, she's like married to like a developer or something. So the she, property brother. Uh, yeah, she's married to a property brother. So she's like hella mid. Yeah. But then I guess she was she was kind of mid in like 500 days of summer too, but wasn't the whole thing that it's like a male projection of like mm. who she is mm-hmm. we were all projecting what we want zoe to be i want her to be cool like i like um what was that video where she was singing with like joseph gordon lovett like that changed my whole life oh really 
they're like they like put they put out some video where they're playing like the ukulele and like singing together like it around like when 500 days of summer was popular and i was like fuck like this is like this is who i want to be right that is that is i mean now these days when you go outside every girl has you know they're a wired it girl they have over the ear headphones they kind of have this is a additional type look but not you I guess not. You could just end up being married to a property brother. That's so true. I guess. And I have to bring this up. So with everything that's been going on this year with a bunch of celebrity breakups, right? Lots of celebrity marriages ending, just even relationships just tanking. I thought to my... and, And the... I don't know. They're like cheating on the most mid people and they're not even celebrities. Right. I thought to myself, this is so crazy, but there is definitely hope that us regular people can be with celebrities. And I thought to myself, I can definitely sling Rashida Jones. Oh, definitely. For sure. Now I think that's my like, I, I love that new thing with celebrity dating. Like anyone can be with anyone. Like the world is your oyster with dating. Like you don't need to be like Angelina and Brad. You could be like Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Right. Like something random as fuck. Yeah, Angelina Rashad. It just like rings off the, the tongue right there. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. We're here to see it. I'm 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 down. So We're man- what's we're manifesting so that's the thing it's like all about manifesting apparently there's like that rumor with taylor swift and that the football player and that football player was like manifesting and we don't know right now if it's a rumor or not and i thought damn this manifesting journey is actually real yeah if anything i think like you can make the probability higher of you being a celebrity like the more like wacky the combination is like the more like unconventional mm. the combination is yeah have you man. have you ever manifested something and it came true oh gosh oh <laughs> maybe i need to do that maybe i'm in the process of doing that. you're in the process <laughs> you're in the process i that's happened to me it it has it just takes 10 years unfortunately give me 10 more years or maybe i'm not being grateful enough right now i'm sure it has happened (laughs) but then it's like when you're like on a date and someone's like oh like what do you like to do and then you're like nothing i guess i don't remember like if you went on a date and they asked you what are your manifesting dreams i would just walk out (laughs) no dreams here Especially on a first date. I guess that's an intensity question. It is. It really is. It really is. So um, how's it like to be Gen Z? Oh, yeah. Honestly, maybe like, <laughs> this is funny. Because um, I remember like over 10 years ago, like yeah. when BuzzFeed was big, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be like Gen X writing about like millennials. Right. And so I remember like seeing this like, early BuzzFeed. Like remember they like uh, published those like lists and they would be like, like things that millennials do Mm -hmm. and then 
me like not understanding so I don't know it would be these like heavy critiques of millennials and then like me just like not understanding like where I stood in that I was like wait does that mean because I'm reading this like I'm a millennial mm-hmm. and then I was like why is everyone being so like critical of them but then now like I'm older and then and now like the same things happen like millennials are writing about like Gen Z and it could be like critique or mm-hmm. praise mm-hmm. and um so anyways yeah I think I'm right now I think Gen Z's in the midst of what like millennials were going through with like BuzzFeed a while ago where you're just like uh yeah it's either like intense like this is what they're doing that's like so great or like um intense like this is why like the future is doomed and like they suck but you know what I feel empowered by it so you do yeah um, I think what's the stereotype like that Gen Z is very like nihilistic mm-hmm. um which I guess like is true but I feel like that's like kind of reductive like oh um, every generation yeah that's every generation like I feel like they were probably saying that about that's probably what they were saying about millennials on BuzzFeed oh yeah <laughs> like, yeah. yeah they said that millennials were doomed from the start we are totally doomed from the start but if we're doomed from the start yeah like so I feel like what, what they were saying for millennials is like you can't buy houses because you buy avocado toast instead oh that's so right and so I feel like for Gen Z like what is it now what are millennials saying like they're so nihilistic and they don't take anything seriously so I'm just like whatever I'll take it like I (laughs) yeah but I've been told like um they'll buy friends who are millennials like you talk like really Gen Z like it's really (laughs) and I'm like what is that what does that mean that's funny that you said that only because I do talk like Gen Z because I I keep <laughs> up with all the verbiage that they say. That's brick. <laughs> is it's, that is that brick out? <laughs> I thought that was like a general like. It is. It is. It is metropolitan. Maybe it is Gen Z. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, what's I'm up, fam? Like at the bar, <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Rashad and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Disarm. You can check out all the episodes of the Wear Many Hats podcast on all platforms and at wearmanyhats.com. Rate and comment the Wear Many Hats show on Apple Podcasts and drop five stars on Spotify. WMH and Disarm is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. And Dao Ha is a visual designer, writer, and strategist and enjoys people watching, writing poems in the notes app and creating things with brands and companies and does anything that calls for words and ideas and loves to do it in a sentimental way that evokes that feeling in people and has been building on Daiti Salon where she creates functional art 
objects drawing inspiration from Vietnamese poetry and says that we may have met at upstairs bar where they have the best karaoke in town, but there were so many blurred nights for me. Please welcome and Dao Ha to wear many hats. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been introduced like that. <laughs> People but say yeah, that. I think <laughs> Yeah. I I was telling you this, like this could be revisionist history, but I swear, like uh-huh. I've met you before. And the reason why, like Okay. Okay, so this I'll tell you what I'm remembering in my head and then you could tell me if this is wrong. Let's go. I also like like I don't remember most people that come in there like you know like um it just like it was super crowded and like I would also just be like super drunk when I was working um but the reason why I think I remember you is like you came in with like a mutual friend or two and then I got like I was like in a bitchy mood that day like it was like really crowded and like I was tired and I remember like I think whatever group of mutual friends you were with, I just remember you all ordering like lychee martinis like back to back and I was like and I remember like saying this to like um oh maybe it was like with Minji I really like being, like I was like in a mood and I was like Minji like who orders like 20 lychee martinis at a dive bar like I'm fucking tired like no more <laughs> and then I remember feeling bad because like I think I was like a little rude to like like unintentionally maybe to like you or like someone in like that friend group because I just like didn't know you were friends and I was like stop ordering this like I don't want to make it anymore but that could be so wrong no you were so right only because that was the night that was the last night I stopped drinking oh my god wait what was the decision making process that night this is so bizarre that night i it was our good friend dina's going away and we had a bunch of friends that we were just bopping from different bars and i also like i started off the night at decibel and i was drinking oh my shots gosh, that's of, such a different vibe right <laughs> i went from decibel to taking shots of sake to we we met up at this bar and then I I was just mixing and matching alcohol all night. And then we ended up at Upstairs Bar. And I do remember ordering the Leche Martinis. And I also had one too. And that night, the next day, I was just, I was gone for like two, three days straight. That's and I was so like, funny. I'm done. I'm done. And I haven't drank since. Oh my God. That makes sense. I think that particular night too, like even from like the bartender perspective, that was like a crazy night there. I remember it was like packed. It like was not so just packed. like your party there. And I think I was also just like, I probably like worked the night before, was like hungover and drunk again. And then mm-hmm. I was just being, I don't know, maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit, but I do remember being feeling bad for being a little aggro. I was like, why are you ordering these? <laughs> I'm tired. I can't believe you. I didn't, I'm trying to put two and two together, but obviously I can't because that night was such a blur. But to know someone that works at upstairs bar is a real gem. Cause I yeah. I don't I did not expect that. I did not expect you to work at upstairs bar either. I only worked there for like I think it was like exactly a year. 
Wow. Yeah. And it was like, like half of it was like during the pandemic, like uh-huh. when things were starting to open up and then like that post kind of like everybody's going out era. So it was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a fun place to work because I feel like most of my friends like would pull up around the time and yeah, it would just be like, it would just be really fun and like kind of crazy. But I feel like the last couple times I've been there, like the vibes are like, it's always nice to be there because like I'll see people that I know, but um, I feel like it doesn't have that same vibe as of like post pandemic, like when everyone was going out. Uh-huh. Things were so crazy. I mean, that was a really crazy night. I'm sure I did a couple songs. Have you seen anyone do the worst at Upstairs Bar where it comes to like singing a song or just fights break out because they oh, couldn't yeah. do their song? <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember like um I've worked at like quite a couple like um bars and like restaurants but I feel like that was the craziest place to work because it's like divey and like it's not that it's seedy it's just like it's just easy to get like really fucked up there mm-hmm. and so like people would get so angry like mm-hmm. I remember like there'd be nights where like yeah if someone got mad because they like couldn't sing their song or like um they're too drunk so like I cut them off they just like start like throwing glasses at me no like, like, like fully like raging and like knocking down tables and I was like what in the world this guy you couldn't sing your song so there would be nights like that but then like um honestly like I feel like I was like the perfect person to work there because I love karaoke so like I had a fun ass time I don't like it when people sing ballads like when people would sing like Bohemian Rhapsody I was like please don't do that no have some social awareness but like for the most part I just like enjoy everything I was like this is good people watching like I would sing with people I would get in trouble for like singing while I was working I feel like that's part of the job yeah in my head that I'm like because I would work with people there um, who just like were adamantly like not karaoke ears. They're like, mm. I do not want to sing and I never do it. And I'm no. like, no, like yeah, that's part of the job. What, what's your go-to karaoke song when you're outside of upstairs and you go to K-Town? Okay, so I've like recently rebranded. Mm. Before oh. I was like kind of like a female like power ballad person so I would mm. do like don't speak that was like my thing wow. but then I did it everybody overdid it and I got like called out and everyone's like you but you always do this <laughs> like, like always and I'm like oh okay so I re- so I rebranded so now I'm like really devoted to just like like bro-y like mm-hmm. like I- I'll do like other side like red hot chili peppers um I've been doing basketball games my green day so it's just like opposite directions just like yeah that's my new rebrand oh she's a rocker yeah i guess so yeah i think i i had to i had to do something different because i got called out a couple times does that mean i should have stopped i don't know like i still love doing don't speak but there is something to doing like yeah, I don't know, fucking red hot chili peppers. There there really is. There really is. And then you just like jump on the bar or jump on the table. 
it is very climactic at the end. So all their songs are they're valid. They're valid. Yeah. I love karaoke. They're crowd pleasers. They they are crowd pleasers. I love karaoke only once in a while, but those that do it like every weekend, damn, just go out, go out and be a rock star. How about that? Yeah, I'm definitely not doing it like I think you know bartending at a karaoke bar for a year kind of like made me chill on it like Mm -hmm. now like let's do it sparsely I can't do it that's like yeah that's some people's like every weekend activity and I'm like no more oh also I'll also do like if I really want to be like annoying I'll do Mm -hmm. like chop suey oh but that's a (laughs) classic Yeah, yeah but like I just for me it's like that's going out of my comfort zone because I was so devoted to don't speak, but that's over mm. now. So anyway, are you still working as a bartender or have you moved on? I have moved on, sadly. Whoa! I actually really miss it. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like that's a lot of like. Um, I feel like I I talked about this with like friends recently, where I'm like oh like I'm doing like obviously like what I want to do like Mm -hmm. I love like working in design but there is just something to like there's a certain satisfaction that like from service work that I just do not get with my current work like I just want to be in the back like chopping vegetables right like you know like I want to finish like a long day at the bar like close up like wipe everything down and like oh my god I just have this like it just evokes this feeling this like of satisfaction that I just do not currently like get not to say that I'm unhappy but I do miss that part of service I understand completely I worked in service for over 10 years too before doing what I do and I just miss I just want to work like one day a week in service just one day yeah actually like um maybe like a month ago I like picked up like a shift at a bar that my friend manages like I was like telling him this I was like I miss it so much like please and he was like all right well he's like I want a day off so just like come in like just for one day and like try it out and then it made me realize like how like out of practice I am yeah like with it I was like oh god like I don't know how to do this anymore like I can talk to people but like the flow of like yeah like making like drinks and then like putting it out I'm like it's a fucking skill it's an art and like I yeah I don't think I could just like hop back into it again but I miss it I don't think I can hop back into it either only because I feel like I'm out of shape I feel like now I, if I have to go back into that world, I have to hit the gym or something like that and stretch and also wake up early and have the same mindset that I had before because now it's a different mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's the opposite for me. I feel like in order for me to like, get through years of working service I felt like more unhealthy like I was like drunk all the time like yeah you know having like sick like I go home at like 5 6 a.m I wake up at four then like repeat and now I'm like I have such like a soft life like I'm just like 
get out of bed, walk two feet over to my desk. Oh, yeah. Like, amazing. Yeah. So when I say get in shape, I mean get out of shape. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have to be back into the lifestyle of, oh, today let's make that money or whatever what, what do they say all those like fucking wake up in the morning sayings <laughs> like let's get that bread <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i'm not doing that anymore i'm not like, yeah. like <laughs> i'm like all right the bread comes to me yeah the but charity. you're right i guess getting fit for service work is getting unfit exactly 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 but that's that's cool that's cool now that you know you're living this new lifestyle you're working on your art Uh, you had a solo show at chinatown suit i wish i could have made that i did that was last summer yeah i'm surprised it's still going strong yeah i feel like I've been reflecting on this and like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in the like I feel like I'm in like um my freshman year of life or like or like my freshman year of like this like deity salon stuff because yeah I had that show last year and it was so like um like I did not plan that out I was just so eager to do it. Like I had all this work that I produced and I just didn't, I was like, let me, let me just, let me just like put together a little thing like for my friends. Um, but then it ended up being like so much, like the turnout ended up being like so much bigger than I expected. And like mm-hmm. it turned into such like a community-based thing. Like I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever met so many like Vietnamese people in my life. And yeah, there was just an overwhelming like amount of like support, like, in real life which is crazy because I don't I'm I don't really have an online like presence right like I don't mm. like posting pictures of myself like I'm not oh you don't um yeah so eager to do that and so to like have like this turnout like in real life that was like that was crazy for me I was like how did you all find me but now that like that happened like I feel like that was kind of like some feedback because again didn't expect it like it was just like for my friends I'm like what do I do with this thing that's like my baby but like mm. I didn't you know like plan things out like I didn't really have like this like set trajectory in my head so like I feel like this past year has been me being like what do I want this to be like um you know but so I've I've been taking my time I feel like it's like a completely different approach than last year yeah that's good and to see all those Vietnamese people pull up is amazing yeah if i were to have a show and all these malaysians came up i would be like where did you guys come from i don't even know where is this malaysian community yeah that's how i felt because it's not like i was like posting about it like a time i was just like come friends like come (laughs) see these like clothes and like furniture i made and but then yeah i think that told me something about like i'm like maybe people like yeah, like I, I've been craving community. Maybe I didn't think about it mm-hmm. like so literally like that. But I think seeing um, all those Vietnamese people together with me and like being so supportive, I was like, okay, there, there's something here. I need to, <laughs> I should, I should think about this. 
That's cute. Was that the first time you ever threw a show? Yeah, that was the first time ever. Because I had, like, all this work I was sitting on. Like, I had, like, um, like a collection of clothes. Like, it was, like, maybe, like, 15, 15 pieces. But I, like, had produced, like, multiples of each. So I had this, like, whole line of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. stuff, like, furniture and then, like, um, coffee makers and I, I was just like again like my approach was so different than I feel like I feel like I'm treading kind of like lightly now mm. and so I just had all this stuff that I'm like sitting on and like I was just eager to make to make for the sake of like making it and so like I threw the show and like um yeah I, I'm describing it this way I don't know how like others perceived it I don't think it was like it wasn't like sexy right it wasn't like mm. super well put together because I just was like this is for my friends and I just want right. to show them all this stuff I made like you know like maybe I'll make like a couple of sales but then it ends up being like <laughs> like a lot of fucking people came and like I ended up like you know selling out like most of my pieces and like I produced a lot and not for the sake of selling I just was like what if like what I don't know and so um now that like so I've just been sitting I can't believe it's like it's been like a year like so for literally for the past year I've been like sitting on these feelings of like yeah like where do I go from now and like the first time I had this like turnout but I didn't really put thought into it so like mm-hmm. what could it be like, if I put some like serious thought into this um so maybe I'm putting too much like pressure on myself right um as we it. all are yeah but I do want to be like more pointed about it and like ultimately I want to be proud of it because like um this last thing was cool but I think I would want to be a little bit more um purposeful or put together so I've just been toiling away on some stuff but not really again like I don't really post like I don't I haven't been like sharing it I've just been sitting with it I never do a sneak preview of anything until everything's done and it's like fully, fully done and it's like long gone. Then I post. It's like all the projects that I do this year, I will post like sporadically, but like I still have stuff that I had to post that I did earlier this year. Yeah, like it needs to be like in retrospect for me. Like I need to like, kind of separate myself like okay like now you can exist on the internet but I really don't post most things like even like after that show I feel like it like brought me on a lot of like custom like clients where like I'd make them like a custom like oh yeah like a Vietnamese dress or just like um or they want like a custom like coffee maker but then I'd be like should I like post this and then I'm like well why why do I I think about posting too much I'm like do I do I want to post this like why why what I need to post this and I'm like to show that I'm like doing something but then I'm like that's That's, not enough of a reason for me that is so So then I just don't post it that's funny that you brought that up only because the fact that my friend that I visited in Philly my good friend Garvin he's also a friend and guest of the show but he's a really good friend of mine and when we were out when I was out working we were chatting about his work and he's a photographer and he told me about how he's like, yeah, I have to post more, but I like never post. Cause I just feel like it's not the same as it used to be of, of like the early days of Instagram. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I, I understand what you're saying, but also 
I feel like if you're a photographer and you need to like know people need to know that you are a photographer. So you keep posting. I've gotten, I'm not a trained photographer by any means, but I post a lot because I like to post. I, this is really bizarre of me, but I kind of love posting for the sake of posting and like it's like a weird dopamine hit and also i kind of love the feed like i like enjoy like looking at my previous photos and it's just like a bunch of portraits of people but that's yeah. like not my work my work is on a separate page and then when i have like a, a work one it's kind of bland you know it's like, oh, yeah. this is what you do. It's, you know, they make Instagram as like a separate portfolio website. Yeah. And I don't, I I just didn't realize like that was what it was supposed to be or like any social media site, right? Where it was supposed, to, it was originally made to be for fun or just, to, or for like memories, but now to make it as like a serious thing. I think that's why people love TikTok so much is because TikTok, you're just clowning people left and right. I mean, I yeah, am. I don't feel obligation like on TikTok. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's like silly things like following ratio or like, um, or like commenting. Like, I feel more like ambiguous on TikTok. So I'm like, I could mm. do all that stuff and not feel anything. And something about current Instagram, I'm just like, oh, like, I don't. It makes people maybe- crazy. It makes people insane. I went to, I went to, I go to Machaful. It's like my shop that I go to a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a basic B, by the way. And so, and I chatted with this model and she was telling me how much she hated Instagram and she just like showed me the analytics and like her like following account and like all these likes. And I was like, yo, you need to like, someone needs to film how insane you look and sound right now because you sound crazy. And she, she is. But I don't know who your friends are, but I'm pretty sure your friends think you're annoying because yeah. how you're doing that is, especially to me, I'm a stranger. I, I don't want to deal with this. Like, this is my, mental. Yeah. My hope is that, like, Tumblr gets revived, which I think is, like, kind of happening. It's happening. Know, like, how yeah, that it's happening. Be, like, then I'll feel more comfortable to post Yo, imagine there being a pill for social media. Like, people were taking because they were, like, so... I mean, there is, like, pills for anxiety, but, like, just for you to shut the fuck up about your statistics, you have to take a pill. Yeah. I think, too, like, I... With a lot of, like, my day hustle is, like, I do, like, a lot of social media work. And so, Mm -hmm. like... God's word. I know that like how much yeah, I know, right? I I, I fucking hate like I, I'm always like, oh god, I'm like I'm fucking making memes. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> um, um, but I'm I think now that I I put so much like you know effort into like crafting a post so I know like how much other people put in. So it's like I don't even want to put like an ounce of energy into my post, and then I just don't post it all. Um, or just like sparsely. But ugh, you know, maybe I need to get over that. I'm overthinking it. <laughs> I already feel it. Who knows? Who knows? But also at the same time, I I mean, it just depends on who you are. I mean, these days when I was in Sweden, 
just last week, I met someone that told me how they hated communicating and interacting via DM because people get the wrong, they don't really understand what you're saying and get the wrong thing. And so they're a little uptight in how they communicate, but that's like not what the other responder is saying. So that's why I, I mean, I told him, I was like, I don't know why a lot of my friends communicate with me via DM when they have my phone number. And I rather, yeah. I hate texting too, but I get it. Like I text all the time too, but I'm still a phone call person. I love talking on the phone. I'm also a phone call person. I am the worst texter. Like I just don't respond. And like, Ooh. I'm calling myself out on that. And I've, I've been called out, but I like, I want to, I'm a FaceTime person. <laughs> I'm a FaceTime person. I love FaceTiming. But like, that's so weird now. Like, you know, like I have my loyal friends who are like, okay, like she's a FaceTimer. So they like accept it. Uh-huh. But like, if you make like a new friend and then you FaceTime them, they're like, what the fuck? Like, why are you calling me? And I'm like, it's just faster. It's faster. That's funny. I love doing that. Just that's my element of surprise. So I'm going to call I'll call you randomly, be like, yo, what's up? And you're like, dude, we just met yesterday. Do people have people reacted strongly to you FaceTiming them? Like if you just met them? I've never done that recently with no, I think we would have to be like a year of a year in. Oh God, I've done that. Oh, really? <laughs> We're newly friends. Time to FaceTime you. Yeah, I wonder what they think. I mean, it'll probably just like keep them off balance for sure. Yeah, I guess that's why I'm getting like off-put reactions because I'm just like not reading the room. Like, let me just FaceTime you. (laughs) I think there's something charming about not reading the room sometimes. You're like, oh, she's a wild card. (laughs) Something's going to happen today, but... Maybe that's why people don't invite you to some functions. Maybe. Maybe I'm like blackballing myself by FaceTime. Whoa. <laughs> that could that could be true. That could be true. I but if if you don't accept a phone call still, yeah, there's definitely something wrong with you. Cause I, I need to I love if I need an answer right away, I'll call you. I'll passive aggressively to it. I love that. More people need to revisit that. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's like, so I think we were talking about how some things are being brought back. Like, okay, so Tumblr, right? I've been yeah. seeing a lot of bands use Tumblr as their websites because it's just cheaper. I mean, it's free. So you, all you have to yeah. do is just like buy a domain name and just point it to you know, your Tumblr site. And you can really just operate it from here on out. You just got to use your resources. And I just feel like a lot of things in that in the past are coming back, which is really great. Like gatekeeping. We we need to, you know, I mean. Bring back right. gatekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you know, people love to uh, call out people for certain things, like being, yeah, being 
okay, that's passive aggressive. Yeah, but what's wrong with being passive aggressive? It's not like you're hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. Or am I just outing myself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. No, <laughs> no, bring back gatekeeping. Let's bring it back. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't need to tell you. Like, That's why I don't. There are certain. No, it is. It is like, especially in New York. Like, I feel like we need to start gatekeeping restaurants and bars again because I do not like mm. pulling up to my favorite spot and there's a line mm. out the door. And then I'm like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, they saw it on TikTok. I'm like, we need to bring back. Oh, Rashad, do you, have you been to this restaurant? Um, it's like they make this like amazing bacon, egg, and cheese, but it's like not uh your normal bacon egg and cheese oh win some are you kidding me like yeah i i so many people have been bringing that to my attention it's kind of bizarre certain friends of mine ask me for some for a lot of advice and for a lot of my resources and it's years you know and and years of research and years of me figuring out certain things and a lot of my friends want a straight up answer from all the years put in of trying to find this answer and to certain people i will give them the answer as to like what they need for any type of new thing they want to start but certain things like when i'm on the road or when i'm out scouting and like i hire certain people to do certain things for me and Okay, I'm not trying to pull the race card here, but like mostly white people would that I hire that would ask me certain things like, oh, how's this and how's that? I'm like, dude, I can't tell you only because the fact that like you guys are known for stealing ideas from other people. Just it's just facts. And I don't care if I told a black and brown person certain things, if they were going to use them only because the fact that like, I mean... Dude, I don't know your work ethic, but I don't think it's going to go any farther than my work ethic, which is kind of baseline. So <laughs> it's times like these that I wonder if my podcast is going to come back and bite me in the balls. Oh, my God. Like someone gets like a sound bite. Oh, yeah. And like puts it in a different context. And then they're like, that's it. Let's cancel him. <laughs> well, that's the thing about cancel cancellation these days because now the spectrum of that is really bizarre because i used to joke about canceled world but now people take it to like the far extreme i remember when i met up with new york nico and we were chatting and we were talking about having him on the show he had to take a break from podcasting because people were using his sound bites in like news articles and they took it the wrong way but I told him that my podcast is more like free flow. So, and like shoot the shit. So yeah, just go with it. But obviously it can't be both. I mean, I don't know. We're saying like, what, bring back gatekeeping. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like five more years. We're going to like, we got to. Yeah. Who knows where we'll end up. And then like, we're scrolling through TikTok and it's like some edit about Us. why we're the worst people ever. Well, or something. yeah, exactly. 
Have you um have you been back to Vietnam? Because currently my parents are on a retirement, they're like fifth retirement tour of the world, and they went back to Malaysia, but their pit stop was in Hanoi. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I was so surprised, I actually, which is amazing. I was actually just there for a month, like at the beginning of the year. Like, Let's go. Um, in March, and but I didn't grow up going a lot. Like I feel like my parents have like a funny relationship. Like I guess like most like Viet American refugees, like they have a funny relationship with Vietnam. So like we didn't go a lot, but like I love it. So like I have a I have a great fucking time. So I was there for a month in March. Um, and like yeah, I had this moment when I was there because you know my parents are very like adamantly like Southern Vietnamese, and mm-hmm. there's now like this new chain a coffee chain in Saigon where it's like a Viet Cong like cafe and it's like war themed and they wear like the Viet Cong outfits and so I was just like sitting there like um like sipping my coffee and if I told my dad I was here like I think he'd die like he'd just like have a heart attack because he's just (laughs) so like like um I don't like like the north or like communists and stuff but anyway Mm. yeah like I feel like I formed like my own like funny relationship with Vietnam so in my head like I want to go back like every year for like the rest of my life like I should be going like at the beginning of um next year so are we the that so the podcast right now we're doing a Dasar Wear Many Hats world tour and we're gonna be stopping in Vietnam oh really yeah we'll see you there. I'm gonna I'll see you there then yeah please I, uh, I need some recs friend of the show yeah. Do you know Koi by any chance? I don't think so. He's like a phenomenal I feel like there's like illustrator, designer. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. I've never met him, but I'm familiar with his work. It's like kind of like airbrushy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I know Cat you're talking. Koi fam. Yeah, I have a friend crush on you. <laughs> like, I like he's, your work. No, I've never met him. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he was my neighbor. He's in Vietnam right now. I want all the recs from you guys. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to be there beginning of next year for like probably like a month or two. So January or February? Um, I was thinking February. Okay, cool. All right. Because I'm yeah, like post Lunar New Year. That's good to know. That's good to know because I'm planning out the my Thailand Vietnam trip right now and I'm going to be gone for like three months. I know that for a fact. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm... I just, I just feel like I have some type of connection with you guys. <laughs> you're just gonna, you're you're Viet inside. Dude, I say that with like every Asian country. I don't know if that's like problematic, but we'll figure out when we, when I get there. You get a pass. You're fine. <laughs> All right, that's good to know. That's good to know. So and. Where is a place you like to go to hang your hat? Where do you want to think of new ideas for the salon, the the new clothing pieces and furniture pieces that you want to make for your next pop-up? Is there anywhere in the city? It could be in Vietnam. It could be that coffee shop. Anywhere? I would be okay. I'm taking this too literally. Mm-hmm. 
like, <laughs> I, I, oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to take this question very, very literally. Okay. And like not metaphorically, mm-hmm. I don't wear hats because I think I just look too serious mm-hmm. when I wear them. <laughs> like when you wear a hat, you're supposed to look like chill and like laid back. Like when I wear a hat, like I look like I'm like, I'm going to do some business with you. Like it doesn't look fun. Really? And that's, that's because it's supposed to be the other way around. Cause when you put on a hat, it's it's actually supposed to be like, Oh, you're it's either bad hair day and you're all fun and play today. Yeah, no, I do not look fun and play. And so like, if I were to hang my hat somewhere, like Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be, I'd be probably like shyly like holding it at my side because mm-hmm. I would not be wearing it and then taking it off. I don't know where I was going with this. But wow, I you took that literal it. as hell. I, I, I get it's a literal hat. Um, now metaphorically. Yeah, not metaphorically at all. And then I would just like, like, you know, when I don't know, you have like, maybe this is just me. Like you have like a silly boyfriend that like wears hats and every time he comes over, like, he'll put his like like he'll take off his hat but he'll like put his like phone keys wallet all his essential items in the hat and like set it on your bedside table that's where I would set my hat on my bedside table with all my belongings in it is there someone doing that right now no I'm just talking about in general oh there's definitely a trope of man there's a trope of man who does that <laughs> <laughs> I took this way too literally yeah but anyway, yeah it, yeah no, you took that literal because it's just a saying where you like to go because usually people like to go to the bar and just like take a load off but what bar that's how they'll say what the place would be or like a coffee shop would also be like that coffee shop that you went to in vietnam that that sounds like a great place but you took it super literally and you even sent me that wikipedia article i was like listen i was like i did not give this much thought but when you sent me that like Wikipedia link to like taking your hat off, I was like, I know this is like a saying that people say, but I was like, I love I that just though. Don't, I, love I don't that like have a place. I don't have a place for you. I just have like a method. I know. I love that. Like, wherever it is, it's just, I'm putting all my things in the hat and then I'm just mm. going to down. You know, that's so good. <laughs> I know. I love that. I love that only because of the fact that I don't wear hats, but if I did and I was the person to put all my belongings in a hat when I go over to someone's house. That is what am I five? <laughs> I want look, I'm an organized and clean person, but yo. If I want to take a load off, I'm just going to just throw shit everywhere. I'm just going to like set set my shit down. But I guess that's why I can't find anything now these days. Because you're not putting them your five belongings in your hat. No, I'm not. I'm not. And hats off to you and everything that you do for some desire. Wear many hat solutions. Where would the next solo art pop-up be that you would like to do? I mean, Chinatown Soup was... That's an iconic spot and, you know, it's right down the street from Sandy Liang. 
If we could do pop-ups there, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, no, Chinatown Soup was a great starting point because I feel like they're very open-ended. But I feel like things in general now are moving towards like food or like eating spaces. They are. Like it's not so much just like fashion straight up. So That's so true. Like I'm not saying too much right now but yeah definitely this next thing is going to be more like food coffee oriented i love that yeah no that's perfect i can't wait i really can't wait that's speaking my language thank you if you were to get a chest tattoo quote what would it be i'm a flash girly all my tattoos are flash Mm -hmm. and so whoa i would definitely get but then, then it would be something very like kitschy because uh-huh. it's flash. Be like, I don't know, like born free or something like that. Oh I don't know. What, 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 would flash, what would a flash wow. tattoo look like? Yeah. Born free. I. You know what? I mean, no one has said that. So I, I, I'm with you. Born free. Oh, and I was like, what's that like in Americana? Like <laughs> flash, like chest tag. Would they even allow you to do that? Like. I don't know, Maybe. but born free. I'll, I think I think you should do that because that <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good, and I love that all your tattoos are flash. Thank you. Yeah, I too indecisive to like come up with one on my own. So I'll be like, no. just get that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Plug your socials. Where can people find you? On my Instagram that I personally use at Deity Salon and. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a website revamp, so that is down. But find me on Instagram. Find you on Instagram. Well, thank you, Anne, for coming on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. Thank you for having me. Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Jassar, and I'm Rashad. Peace. Peace.